and they're off. Our scripture this morning is taken from the New Testament, uh, the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 15 to 20. Be care- very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Well, good morning and Happy New Year. I've been looking forward to this day for some time because I was asked by Ron Dreamster quite a while ago, would you speak January 8th? And so we have arrived in this new year. And I do hope that you all had a wonderful Christmas. Um, We did. Um, My grandchildren, two of them, bought me um, a new uh, razor for Christmas uh, to trim my eyebrows and mustache and hair in my ears and my nose. They said, Papa, you have hair. (laughs) Quite intimate. Anyway, I went into the bathroom and got this thing set up. It, it, you needed a roadmap to deal with it, and there were attachments. And I went to cut my eyebrows, and I cut one off. And <laughs> Bonnie said, now what are you going to do? <laughs> so before school starts tomorrow, it's growing back rather nicely. <laughs> and I do thank you for your prayers for my family. My sister called last evening from Florida. She's at her condo there, and uh, she was weeping profusely. I said, honey, what's wrong with you? And she said, "Uh, Anthony has passed. Uh, They don't know why. They're thinking a heart attack. Uh, He and Christina were married uh, two years ago uh, during COVID and Toronto, and then they renewed their wedding vows in Italy this past summer. And uh, we know that uh, he would have been a father. Um, They're having their first baby uh, in Christina's four months pregnant. So Bonnie and I will travel down. The family will gather in Toronto for this funeral. So thank you for your prayers. 31, um, I said to Bonnie, here's Anthony gone at 31. And last Thursday, I had the funeral for Ethan Tucker. Some of you may have followed uh, that, Ethan's army. I taught Ethan at BCI, and um, he passed away after five years with brain cancer. And so... um, yeah, it seems very difficult when young people go. And uh, anyway, thank you for keeping us in your prayers. Shall we pray? And now, O Lord, I ask that our minds might be receptive to your holy word and our hearts might be responsive to your Holy Spirit. For we ask this in your holy name. Amen. A bit of humor, because I always like humor. You know, all know what would have happened if it had been three wise women instead of three wise men, don't you? They would have asked for directions, arrived on time, helped deliver the baby, cleaned the stable, made a casserole, and brought disposable diapers as a gift. <laughs> High soprano Alice Noteworthy once sang in St. Paul's Cathedral Church Choir, but for several weeks Alice had been seated with the congregation and not in the choir loft, When asked why she no longer sang, 
Alice explained, one Sunday I was homesick with a cold and several folks asked if the organ had been replaced. Poor Alice. (laughs) Well, the new year invites us to make New Year's resolutions. Some actually still do practice this custom. I don't. I stopped long ago because I break them too quickly into the new year. But here are some resolutions you might want to consider. Spend more time with family and friends. Well, we can do that. That's manageable. Uh, Fit in fitness. Take care of your health. Exercise. Well, I get mine going up and down the stairs at uh, BCI. Tame that bulge. Don't allow yourself to get overweight. Enjoy your life more. Step out of debt. Learn something new. Help others. Get organized. After this morning, John, you and I can work on that. (laughs) Did you notice that the resolutions that I just read had nothing spiritual connected to them? Unfortunately for many people, they leave God or Christ out of their planning. And let me suggest that it is a wise plan to include the Lord in every respect and aspect of our lives, marriage and family, children, work, play, pleasure, and finances. Donnie Osmond was declared the new champion of Dancing with the Stars some time ago, taking home the show's mirror ball trophy in the season finale on ABC's contest reality program. Osmond, the former teen pop star of the singing Osmond family, said the show had been uh, highlighted in a career of ups and downs. I did it, Osmond exclaimed. He promptly rushed down to the audience, found his wife Debbie, whom he carried across the stage. But there's something bigger and better, he said, and that's being a winner in the eyes of God in the new year. Here's some advice we might heed going into the new year. Be careful then how you live, as I read, not as the unwise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Be careful, beloved, in living. Be careful how you live your lives. Be careful and be wise. Be careful with your time, which is God's time too. Don't be a contributor to evil. Seek God's will in all things. Steve Rowe's catalog of self-induced injuries reads like something out of the Spanish Inquisition handbook. Fractured skull, torn rotator cuff, shattered fingers, broken wrists, fractured elbows, a ruptured tendon in his ankle. I didn't trip or anything, said the 46-year-old patent attorney in Madison, Wisconsin. I was just walking down the hall in a hurry, and I went around the corner, and suddenly it felt like somebody hit me in the ankle with a baseball bat. Hurry, worry, multitasking, and stress. You might call them the four horsemen of the accident-prone. Stress is a huge factor when it comes to accidents. In fact, it was recently linked to an increase in post-9-11 traffic fatalities by researchers at the University of Minnesota. Beloved, we're all vulnerable when it comes to accidents, but clearly some are more prone than others. Hurry, worry, multitasking, and stress can lead to accidents. The same is true in the spiritual world. If we are not properly focused in life, 
we can suffer for it in some fashion. And often we are too materially focused instead of having a spiritual focus in us. Colossians 3, 1 to 4 tells us things above where uh, Christ uh, tells us what we should be doing or focusing on. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on not on what earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Back in November 2009, Washington, the Toyota Motor Corporation said it will replace accelerator pedals on about 4 million recalled vehicles in the USA because the pedals can get stuck in the floor mats. Now, that wouldn't be fun. Another blow to the reputation of the world's largest automaker. And perhaps we need a recall from time to time, and the beginning of a new year is a good time to recall uh, our lives because sometimes we don't always function properly. Sometimes we can get out of hand and do foolish things. No matter how good we are, we can still mess up. One truck driver was delivering a computer to a customer and saw a handwritten note at the entrance of the alley. It read, blocked, do not pass, difficult to turn back. The driver continued anyways, and sure enough, he got blocked by a fallen tree. As predicted, it took quite some time to get his truck turned around, and when he finally did reach the entrance, he noticed a second sign reading, told you so. Beloved, God has told us so many times in life uh, uh, the direction or the caution to take. But if you are like uh, me, I often need to learn things the hard way. Very human of us, isn't it? We find ourselves in a predicament that could have been avoided had we taken more time, more care, and were obedient to the word of God and what it instructs us to do. Once again, we need to be careful the way we live. Our children and our grandchildren are watching us very carefully. I've mentioned this before from this pulpit, but it just seems to fit with this message. I had a very godly aunt who lived her life for the Lord, and I went down every weekend to their farm to help with the chores, which I loved doing. Everyone loved her, and she was a very community-involved person and church-involved person. Um, My aunt was delighted one Saturday morning as I was helping her to milk. We milked by hands back then, and of course I had really strong hands. Um, After milking, there was an overabundance of cream And my aunt was delighted and smiled as we entered the milk house, and she was humming hymns. She carefully set the can down and stepped back into it, knocking it over. The can spilled. There was cream all over the floor. And I was about 12 at the time, and I remember thinking, now I wonder what my very godly aunt will do in this crisis. I know what I would do. Expecting her to get angry and kick the can out of the door, and maybe the cat, she turned and said, smiling, 
The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I thought she was out of her mind. (laughs) Who does that? Hmm? A very committed Christian lady. No person would act that nice, but she did. And she taught me a lesson that, as you know, has followed me all my life through. Don't sweat the small stuff. We couldn't scoop the cream back into the pail, obviously. Remember, people are watching how we react to stress. Those irritating situations. To grief. The list goes on. And then, be thoughtful of others. That's always sound advice in my mind. Also, be thoughtful of God's spirit that lives within the heart of every believer. We do live in a me-first world, don't we? Self-centeredness can overtake us as we navigate through life. And Christmas is a time of giving and sharing, and thinking of the lives of others brings us great joy, or at least it should. Many people are interested in what they can get, not what they owe the Lord, or not what they can give to others. This past uh, Christmas, of course, you remember Christmas Eve was quite a a storm, and Christmas Day, I was scheduled to be Santa, which I do uh, every year. The past two years, we haven't been able to, at St. Mary's for their uh, annual dinner for people that are alone at Christmas time. So my two, two of our grandchildren were my elves, and uh, I showed up and got in my Santa costume, and the priest came and said, uh, Pastor Jack, um, there's already a Santa Claus in the dining room. I said, oh, really? So I went to see, but he said, I knew it wasn't you because he's much taller than you are. So I got in, and not only that, he had a much nicer Santa suit. It was brand new. So I went over and said, hello, Santa. I'm Santa. Do you want to help me today? And he was a challenged man that came on the bus for his meal. So I said, you can help me if you want. He didn't, but that's okay. Um, The parish in Brockville, St. Francis, uh, provides a beautiful Christmas dinner with dessert, um, a gift for everyone, a bag of cookies, a bag of candy, and a bouquet of flowers. These were donations from the community. And I was especially pleased that my grandchildren saw that giving to others Christmas Day was important, people that were less fortunate than they are, or people that were just alone at Christmas time. I'm reminded of the scriptures that should help to guide our thinking in our lives. Scriptures such as 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. In Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers, are called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Isn't it nice? We serve one another in love. Galatians 6, 9, and 10, let us not become weary in good doing, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And finally, an excellent portion of advice from the Gospel of Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and your neighbor as yourself. 
This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second commandment, sorry, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And these two commandments are the greatest. And the operative word there is love. If we adhere to them, we cannot go wrong, beloved. It's very important that we as Christ followers show love to a very hurting and needy world. This past fall, a girl from the Ukraine came to my class, uh, my ESL class. Her name is Victoria, and she came from war-torn Ukraine. And her mother and her little sister, Solomia, and herself, Victoria, and her brother is here now in university. And uh, her father is back in the Ukraine fighting in the war. And uh, when I look at her, I just, um, I just think, oh, my goodness, what a, a tragic thing for that girl to go through. Someone from Brockville opened their home, and they came in, and now they have an apartment in Brockville. One son called his parents to wish them a happy new year. His dad answered the phone, and the son asked, Well, Dad, what's your new year's resolution? And the father replied quickly, To make your mother as happy as I can all year, he answered. Then the son's mother got on the phone, and the son asked, Well, Mom, what's your new year's resolution? To which his mother replied, To see that your dad keeps his resolution. So, ladies, (laughs) in closing today, God would like us to keep our resolutions. He knows that it is the way to be blessed and to bless others. Be careful, be thoughtful, be thankful for what we have and what you can generously give away to others in need. I have a a poem that was uh, given to... uh, the people at the dinner on Christmas Day. And it's by a woman named Mary Gilliard. It's how beautiful you are to Jesus. You may not win a beauty contest or drive a fancy car. Your feet may be bare and sore. You may not even have a meal today. Your clothes may be tattered. But oh, how beautiful you are to Jesus. But... Oh, how beautiful you are to Jesus. You may not live in a mansion. Maybe no one listens to your cry or a cottage by the seashore or answers to your pleas. Maybe you're homeless or even pay attention to your dropping knees. But oh, how beautiful you are to Jesus. Shall we pray? Our Father, we are thankful today that We are beautiful to Jesus, that each person and family represented here, each wee child, each teenager, each adult, each senior citizen is beautiful to Jesus. Help us, Father, as we go into this new year, 2023, to take your love, your compassion, your care to a needy and hurting world. Bless, O God, this congregation here in the Athens CRC that does such wonderful work in the community and beyond. Bless them abundantly in this new year. Bless their pastor and his family. And Lord, we just pray that you would guide each one that is carrying a burden secretly in their heart this day that you may meet them at their point of need and answer their cry and their 
concerns. For, Lord, you are a prayer-hearing and a prayer-answering God, and we do not take that lightly. We come and bring you adoration and praise for who you are. These things we ask in the matchless name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you in this new year.